Thank you for being here. If you will find a seat, we're going to get started. God bless you.
Thank God for his amazing grace. That was Jim Baldry. If you're not familiar with Jim, he is a great nephew to Bob and Lois Justice and lives in the Allentown, Pennsylvania area. And we're delighted to have him here sharing musically tonight. He will have another number at the close of the service. I, um, as we begin this this evening, I want to thank all of you for coming and on behalf of Jim and Sandy and Larry and Karen and all the family. And some are viewing uh, live stream this evening. They could not be here who are quite a distance away from us. But whether you're here in this location or you're watching this right now, I just want you to know that your, your presence and your prayers are a strength and blessing to this family. And I'm very thankful for the opportunity that God has given me. I think up to a few moments ago before we began this service, I was... Uh, I was in pretty good spirits and, you know, really joyful knowing where Sister Lois is. But then it set in that I'm not going to get to see her again here. And uh, although I look forward to seeing her again for a very long time in the presence of the Lord, she has meant so much to this church family as well as her own family for so many years and to this pastor and his family. And we're certainly going to miss that. You know, I've had the honor and I'm very thankful for that honor. And I, I suppose some people might not would consider it an honor, but it has been to um, bring a homegoing message over a number of people from this uh, very special family. It's really started with Lois's mother, Bessie. When I first came to this area, Bessie was in a nursing home unable to communicate with anyone and uh, was comatose. And uh, I remember going to the nursing home and talking to her like I knew her and reading scripture to her and I was in charge of her homegoing message. And then of course, uh, obviously, uh, Bob, Lois's husband and her sister, Miriam Porter, the brother-in-law, Marvin Porter, and her sister-in-law, Betsy Gaiman. And uh, there's a real connection, if you don't know this already, with the Gaiman Justice Porter families. And one thing I've noticed about them, there's a strength that brings them together at a time like this. And I honor all of you for that, the way you've done it for loved ones and difficult times that you've gone through uh, in the past. And uh, we want this service, and I realize some of you have been here for quite some time, but we want this service to reflect on Lois's life we want to remember her. We want to remember the wonderful woman uh, and mother and, and so many other relationships uh, that she had with all of you in this building tonight. That's why you're here. And we want to do that. And, but we, I also am asking the Lord to help me challenge you a little bit tonight as well when I share the word of the Lord. But uh, we're going to ask the Lord's presence to be with us this evening. And so I'm just going to ask you to join me in prayer and we're going to call on the Lord. Father, we just thank you tonight, God, for this wonderful opportunity to share thoughts and memories of Lois Virginia justice. And uh, Lord, we're, we're going to celebrate her life. We're going to honor her memory. And God, we're going to thank her wonderful Savior that has taken her to glory. Lord, uh, we know that if Lois were here to speak to us this evening, she would not want this service to be about her at all because we know that that's the kind of person she was. But that is why we want to remember her. That is why we want to reflect upon her because she left us an example to follow. And I just pray, God, that uh, each family member that takes a part, the songs that are sung and the word that is shared will be a blessing and an encouragement and strength to this family. And I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask Sandy to come. Sandy is, of course, uh, one of the daughters. Should I say older daughter? I shouldn't, should I? 
I said it already, though, didn't I? Uh, okay. Sandy's going to share with you and I think share something kind of fun with you as well. God bless you, Sandy. I'm the mouthy one, and everyone knows that, okay? I own up to it. But um, those of you who may not know Mom in this way, she loved her family ties, um, beginning with the M. Swiler family. That's my grandmother's family. They still have family reunions every year. The Gaiman family, we had family reunions every year for many, many years. And then we got to the justices. What a unique group of people they are. And we still get together every two years, but one of the biggest parts of our family reunion is having a night of hymn sing, singing worship songs, singing hymns, where there are so many of us that are musically talented that it's only natural to sit around and use our talents, but to worship God at the same time. Then there's the other side of the Justice family, that is we love to have fun, and we love to make fun of things in life. We laugh a lot, right? So mom had a very special request as she and I were talking about, last year we talked about her going home and what she wanted in her service. And this was a very special request of hers. And Jerry, if you're online, we want you to know that we're sorry you're not here, my cousin Jerry Justice He's the soloist. We have an audio clip from the family reunion several years ago. It's not the greatest quality, but you'll hear, hopefully, the essence of the words. And the bass singer is Johnny Pentecost. So he's married into the family. So this is the fun side of the Justice family. As a note, if you ever want to hear all the words, you can actually Google it, and you will see it's a Ray Stevens song, and they have the whole song on that. I really do recommend you go listen to that song, but now you know the other side of the Justice family. 
and Jim is coming right now. And uh, we're just very thankful for this opportunity for all of the family to be here this evening. Thank you. Thanks, Pastor. Okay. Well, now that that's over. <laughs> By the way, if you couldn't understand what that was, it was if, there's, if your hair's too long, there's sin in your heart. That's what that song was all about. Like Sandy said, you can Google it. You'd need to do that to get the real gist of, of what was going on. Anyways, yeah, we, we did like to have fun. Okay, so I want to just talk just a, just a moment and uh, talk about mom. You know, and it's kind of like, what, what is there to say about mom that most of you don't already know? I mean, so many people have come through here and said you've been, that your mom and dad have been such a blessing to us that they're, they're, they're friendly, they never met a stranger, they love to fellowship, they love to go out and eat. Uh, I know they went out to eat regularly with a lot of folks. Uh, over the years, anytime pastors came in, they took right in with the pastor. They made sure the pastors felt at home, and I'm sure Pastor Carrie, you felt that as well. But uh, that's just the way they, that's just they were. That's just the way they were. So they're friendly, they never met a stranger. What, uh, but you know, on top of that, also they were very faithful. They were faithful to family, they were faithful to their friends, they were faithful to the church, mostly. Faithful to God, obviously. But they were faithful to church. Um, if the doors were open, they were here, right? If the doors were open, they were in the church, which by extension meant if the doors of the church are open, we're here in the church, right? <laughs> so, but that's the way it is, you know? It's, it's church. That's part of living for God in, in, in their minds. I think we've lost that a lot of times. We think, so many times we're quick to say, oh, well, you know, mm, had a hard day today. Maybe I'll just kind of lay out tonight. Uh-uh. There was no such thing as that, right? But, you know, on top of that, on top of their faithfulness to the church, they were faithful to supporting us as kids. I mean, all four of us played instruments. Well, that meant taking us to... to, to um, Music lessons. We had practices in the band. We had rehearsals. We had, we had um, um, shows, you know, and performances that they, and they attended each one of them. It took us each one, you know, to every one of them. They weren't all on the same time. You know, we didn't all four of us have music lessons on the same day, you know? So they had to stagger all of that, and they were faithful to it, and yet they were here at the church every time, you know? So they were faithful. Um, I've heard so many people come through, they're going through the lines. Your mom was such a gracious, peaceful, quiet spirit, and she, she was. Honestly, she was. There's also another side of her that you could see every once in a while. <laughs> every once in a while. And most of you didn't get a chance to see that. Mom seldom got angry. There was one instance where I came home. I guess I was in college. and Well, of course it was. It was after I got from college because I was married, came home, and I like these shirts that have kind of like uh, accent colors on them, right? And I, I mentioned that to mom, and especially if the sleeves, you know, had different offset accent colors. And I said, Mom, I, I really like those. And she said, no, nah, no, that's not good. I don't like those at all. And I said, what? I said, you're crazy. Like I said, none of you, most of you have not seen a certain ass part of mom, right? I saw one that I never wanted to see again. <laughs> yeah. 
needless to say, I did not wear those shirts or talk about them, nor did I tell mom again that she was crazy. <laughs> However, having said that, Touche. <laughs> I was about to say if I could hit by a lightning bolt, you know, please. <laughs> oh, my, yes, touche. But you know what? Mom loved to laugh. And, and, you know, anytime you talk to her, I got a kick out of it because mom could hardly say a sentence without laughing in the middle of it, right? Anytime she'd say anything, she's laughing about it. But whether it's funny or not, she'd just laugh. But there was one time, I got, got to tell you this, right, um, some of her last days, about a week before she left, um, Nancy and I were up taking care of her. Nancy and I would come up several, you know, several times, several days through the week, and then Sandy would take over, and then Karen would take over, and we kept watching mom around the clock. Anyways, I was coming uh, towards the end, a few days before she passed. She got these real bad sores in her mouth, right, and we just couldn't get, couldn't get them healed up. So I said, Mom, you're just going to have to quit wearing your dentures. Give them a chance to heal. Well, she didn't like, you know, she didn't like being seen by anybody without dentures. You know, no, no, no. I don't want anybody to see that. But we, we convinced her that, Mom, it's just going to start getting worse. Well, she kept insisting on trying to put them back in. So anyways, Nancy got her dentures, her top and bottom dentures, and they took, her up, took them upstairs. Say, like, I have the dentures, so we know Mom's not going to put them in, right? So what was it the next morning or the next time that night? In the middle of the night, because we had a monitor on her, so just in case something happened, we knew what was going on. Well, Nancy woke up because the monitor was right beside us, and she heard this fiddling and fussing around and said, what, what is mom doing? So she went down to check on her, and uh, she went in, and mom was there kind of fussing around. Nancy said, well, mom, what are you, what's up? What are you doing? She said, I can't find my dentures. And, and Nancy said, well, you don't need your dentures, Mom. We're, getting, we're, we're in the middle of the night. You need to just go back to sleep. But no, I got to, I got to have them because I'm going to want to go to breakfast with Arlene. I need to have my dentures, so I need to have them ready, right? Well, Nancy finally said, Mom, I have your dentures. You know, you'll have your dentures okay. She said, well, what about my bottom ones? I said, and Nancy said, well, I, ha I have both of them. And she said, uh-uh, I have my upper dentures and, and Nancy's like, what? Where did you get your upper dentures? I have them. Whose dentures do you have on? <laughs> the only thing we can figure out is we must have had a pair of dad's dentures. <laughs> so, anyways, mom loved to laugh. You know, on a, on a little different, different side note, um, there's a part of our family, there's, there's, there's something goes within our family that was just understood. And I don't know if there's any other families out there like this or not, probably, but, but we never spoke the words, I love you. We just didn't, right? We never heard mom and dad say, I love you. We never said, I love you. In fact, it's kind of like weird for me to look at Sandy and say, I love you is weird. You know, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird. Now, now, does that mean that, that we didn't love each other? No. No, we just kind of knew it. And it's kind of like the words felt unnecessary. Uh, and you know what? If you think about it, words are cheap. 
It's actions that speak truth, right? So just saying that you love somebody doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's how do you treat that person? And we knew by mom and dad's actions that we were loved. We didn't have to be told that. There's a saying that goes, show, uh, show those around you that you love them, and if necessary, use words. It's our actions that are important. I need to express a special thank you to a very special person right now, and that is Arlene. Arlene and, and mom were best buds all their life. They were cousins a year apart. They grew up together, best friends all their lives. They married brothers, so not only were they cousins at that point, now they became sisters-in-law. And everywhere we went, because there were, all our families were in the ministry, it's, it's kind of like our families just traveled together. So mom and, and Aunt Arlene were able to hold that bond all the way up from their childhood, all the way up through our families, the raising of our families. And when both of our, you know, Uncle Jim and then now Dad passed, Mom and Aunt Arlene had each other to hold on to. That's special. I just want to thank you for that, Arlene. She needed you. And that was just, and I, and I know you're, you're going to miss her. I know that. But I just had to say thank you. Anyway, so... There was a special request that mom had uh, as part of this service, and that was, Sandy already said, at our, at our uh, reunions, we love to sing. So what mom said is, I want the Gamins and the Justices to sing. I want them to come up, and anybody who feels comfortable in the Gamin and Justice family, what we'd like you to do at mom's request is to come up here, and we can just kind of gather right, right in here, and what we're going to do is we're just going to sing a few of the old, a couple of the old hymns, and uh, we're going to have just a little bit of a worship service, old-fashioned you know, old style. We'll sing a couple songs. That was mom's request. So anybody who feels comfortable enough in the Gaming and Justice family, just come up here, if you don't mind, and just, uh, just participate. <clears throat> now, this is not going to be a concert. None of these people knew I was asking them to come up here. And that's okay. We're just going to... Rejoice in the Lord for just a few, a few minutes. In fact, I want you all to feel free to sing along with us. You'll recognize these songs. They're old hymns of the, of the, of the church. I am going to need the words, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. If you want to stand, you can stand, okay? This one is just Heaven's Jubilee. Oh, really? Some glad morning we shall see Jesus in the air. Coming after you and me, joy is ours to share. What rejoicing there will be when the saints shall rise. Headed for that jubilee yonder in the skies. Oh, what singing, oh, what shouting on that happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what glory, 
our blessed Savior in the skies. Seems that now I almost see all the sainted dead, heading for that jubilee that is just ahead. In the twinkling of an eye, change with them will be all the living saints who fly to that jubilee. Oh, what singing, oh, what shouting on that happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what glory, hallelujah, when we meet our blessed Savior in the skies. When with all that heavenly host we begin to sing, singing in the Holy Ghost, how the heavens will ring. Millions there will join the song, with them we shall be. Praising Christ through ages long, heaven's jubilee. Oh, what singing, oh, what shouting, on that happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what glory, hallelujah, when we meet our blessed Savior in the skies. I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Some glad morning, when this life is o'er, I'll fly away to a God's celestial shore, I'll fly away. Oh, I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. When the shadows of this life have grown, I'll fly away Like a bird from prison bars have flown I'll fly away Oh, I'll fly away, oh glory I'll... When I die, hallelujah, by and by Jesus, sing his mercy and his grace in the mansions bright and blessed he'll prepare for us a place when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus 
one word to the prize before us soon his beauty will behold soon the pearly gates will open we shall tread the streets of gold when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see jesus we'll sing and shout the victory when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see jesus we'll sing and shout the victory when we all see jesus we'll sing and shout the victory when we all see jesus we'll sing and shout the victory praise the lord hallelujah <clears throat> praise the lord mom not only loved the joyful songs we all do she loved to just worship the lord there's times I think this little chorus was a, one of her favorites. She just kind of liked to sing it. Let's just praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's just lift our hands toward heaven and praise the Lord. Let's just praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's just lift our hands toward heaven and praise the Lord. Let's sing it again. Let's just praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let's just lift our hands toward heaven and praise the Lord. Let's just praise the Lord, praise just lift our hands toward heaven and praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated. Y'all can go down. Marcus, I've, I've asked uh, my son Marcus to come up and just say just a word or two. And there's a special reading that we came across uh, during mom's uh, final days, hours, whatever. And I'd like to share, I'd like him to share that with you. I think the most important thing, as Pastor Carrick has said, others have said about my grandma, is that Jesus is celebrated and honored 
and worshiped. And uh, now that we have done that, let me get down to the next thing that is important, and that is, Grandma, if you're watching, the Phillies are winning 7-1 to one against the Padres in the middle of the ninth inning. Now, who are we kidding? Of course she's watching it. She has no idea that we're here tonight because the Phillies are playing, and I hope that they don't mess that one up. But anyhow, <laughs> so I'm going to read this. Um, It says, I'm standing upon the seashore. A ship at my side spreads her white sails to the morning breeze and starts for the blue ocean. She is an object of beauty and strength. I stand and watch her until at length she hangs like a speck of white cloud, just where the sea and sky come to mingle with each other. Then someone at my side says, There, she's gone. Gone where? Gone from my sight, that is all. She is just as large and mast and hull and spar as she was when she left my side, and she is just as able to bear the load of living freight to her destined port. Her diminished size is in me, not in her. And just at the moment when someone at my side says, there, she's gone, there are other eyes watching her coming and other voices ready to take up the glad shout. Here she comes, and she's there, amen. I want to share a couple things about Grandma that I found out of this, and that is that she was physically small and frail, but she was a picture of inner strength. I never saw fear in her eyes, not one time. I never saw it on her face. She was bold. She was daring. She would try things that were new. I remember one year, it was actually my dad's 50th birthday, And so we were at the house, and uh, his birthday's in July, and so this was youth camp season. And Larry and Lois had just come back from youth camp. They had, uh, they had Lane and Laura with them, and they had this, this seat, this um, stool, and it was called the hot seat. And it had this metal plate on it, and they would hook up these wires. So you remember, Laura. And they would hook these wires up, and so you would sit on, I guess it was hooked up to a battery or something, you would sit on the seat, and then it would complete the circuit, and you'd get a, a jolt out of that. And so, I don't know whose idea it was, Larry, or I don't know, Lane, I don't know who it was, but basically they said, hey, why don't we all join hands? Let's really make this circuit, you know. And, and so we would, we would touch, well, we would get, get, join hands, and then one person would touch it, and you would feel it go, go through each, per, each person. Well, little grandma, she's in the kitchen doing dishes as she normally does or would do. And so somebody said, hey, mom, come in here. We want you to try this. Okay. <laughs> she just comes right in, and she's like, what are we doing? And Hold my hand. Touch this. Oh, my. I mean, that was grandma. It was just the most awesome thing I've ever seen. And she was in her 70s. She was in her, her early 70s. So she was bold. Oh, she was a giver. She was a giver. Did anybody ever receive? I, didn't, I need a, audience participation. I need a show of hands. Did anybody ever receive a card for your birthday with $10 in it? Look around. From my grandma, Right? She was a giver. She was. And uh, um, the fire department would call 
the, uh, I think the police department would call from time to time, or at least they would, send, uh, they would send these things asking for money. And, you know, it wasn't that she was an easy target or, you know, that, that she was naive. Grandma was just a giver. And she saw an opportunity to give and to be a blessing. And so I don't know how many Nairobi princesses that uh, she has, uh, they're, they're missing their checks. But I know that at one point, um, the kids, I don't know, Sandy, Karen, my dad, somebody had to tell grandma at some point, you have to stop taking the $10 and send into the family. You have to stop, you know, you can't support every organization that calls. Um, I know this was already said. She was a picture of peace. I never saw her get angry, and, uh, and here again, uh, it was already said, but I think you can count on one hand the people that ever saw her uh, that way, and I wrote them down, Jim, Sandy, Larry, Karen, and, and Grandpa, <laughs> so, um, but I still don't believe it, because I never saw it, and, and to say that Grandma, and Pastor Carrick, did you ever see my Grandma? angry like that? Did you ever see rage in her eyes? I never did either. To say that is like to say that you saw Bigfoot or a unicorn. (laughs) Unless you have pictures or video to prove it, it just didn't happen. I never saw her flustered. I never saw her worried. And get this, she could fall asleep anywhere, anytime, no matter what was happening and going on, I mean, she could, I remember she would have her ice cream and sometimes she would be just listening intently to somebody talking and there's all this kind of noise going on and just, and for me and my wife, this was fun because we would always nudge each other and we'd just like, look at grandma and there she is, she's asleep and then she would get back up in mid-sentence and she would continue on, but um, yeah. Um, speaking of which, the, the $10, I got to go back to this because my wife wanted to make sure, and you know you have to do what your wife says so to make mama happy. She re- reminded me of the $10. That's why I brought that up because um, one year for my wife's birthday, she got a card from grandma, and it had t- a $10 bill in it. And she just says, oh, that's just so sweet. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, you don't understand, honey. I said, when you get a $10 bill from grandma, that means you're part of the family. And, uh, and that, blessed, that blessed her as well. So um, last thing, she was a doer. She was a doer. She stayed busy. And, uh, and she had to because once she, you know, if she sat down, <clears throat> she's asleep. So, you know, that's, that's what she, uh, she would do. And, um, but I want to I wanna move things along here. And uh, I want to introduce our next clip. We have a video uh, from Bill and Betty Ward. Uh, Bill Ward is a nephew of uh, Grandma and Grandpa. And... Um, They were here together at Grandpa's home going, and they sang this song, It Is Well. And Grandma said she wanted them to sing that um, at her home going. And unfortunately, they could not be here with us, um, you know, in person. Um, And so we have, I'm going to say it's the next best thing. It's not the greatest quality. Um, And so, sorry, Grandma. I mean, we've really, really messed this up. Everything she wanted, we have, no. But um, sorry, Bill and Betty, but we're going to show a video, and I think you might see the back of somebody's head in it. Um, But this song is, It Is Well, and I hope that you are blessed. Thank you. But he would finish the story. (laughs) Hallelujah.
It is well. I know it was well with her, with Sister Justice's soul. And I trust it's well with your soul this evening. You know what? This group that came up here and sang, listen, this is a church service, right? And I would think it would be appropriate to tell them how great they did. Would you give them a hand? You know, um, I guess you noticed that all the musicians were family as well. And I said to Laura, she got in trouble because... I always hear she can't play hymns when I want to sing a hymn. And she played hymns tonight. So she's in big trouble now. I do want to share a scripture with you this evening from 2 Timothy chapter 1. And in fact, if I could ask if you're able to stand, let me read these couple of verses. I'll not be lengthy tonight. But I do want to share some things uh, that I feel like God has laid on my heart. I've heard these wonderful things said. And by the way, 
You know, thank you all of you that traveled. I, you know, speaking of the Porters, the Justices, and the Gaiman, I was sitting with Brother Ron Porter back here. He drove all the way from Roanoke today. Driving back tonight, you might want to reconsider that after tonight. But thank you and all of you that have come. And those of you that could not be with us, and uh, perhaps Bill and Betty and um, Larry's in North Carolina, wherever, and others, and we, um, we thank you for this opportunity to share with you. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Paul says, I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Thank you, Father, for your word. Touch us as we share it. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Three words stuck out to me in this verse. Your grandmother, Lois. There are a number of people in here this evening that call this lady grandma. Grandma Justice. In fact, um, let me, Andy, would you put your top back on, please? Thank you. I would appreciate that. Now, um, Andy and uh, Jamie and Miranda, would you stand? Because uh, two granddaughters here, yeah, what did you, come on. <laughs> you should have known this was coming, no. These three young ladies are modeling some of Sister Justice's clothing right now. Uh, so these are the, her blouses and whatever, the jacket, whatever that is. And I thought that was kind of neat that you, you ladies uh, honored her by wearing that. You can take them back off if you'd like. But I would like to ask if you call her grandma, great-grandma, great-great-grandma, you're married, you call her grandma because of that, whatever. If she's your grandma, would you stand? I, I want all of the grandkids, great-grands, great-great-grands, and we've got them here tonight. We want to we say thank you for being here, and I want to talk to you especially this evening. You may be seated. Now, I, I do want to say, uh, yes, give them a hand. That's great. I don't know how many of you realize that Lois is a biblical character. She is only mentioned one time in Scripture, and I just read it to you. Now, you may not know who Lois is, but I guarantee you most of you know about her grandson. Her grandson's name was Timothy. Timothy is not, is not only a person who has two books, two letters written by Paul to him as a young pastor, but he is also mentioned in 10 other books in the New Testament. Get your concordance and check it out. Ten other books he's mentioned in the New Testament. And Timothy was a great spiritual leader. But I want you to know it all traced back to his grandmother. And her name was Lois. Now, I don't want Jim and um, Larry, and I don't want um, certainly, I, I, there's no way I want Sandy and Karen, the four of you, to think I'm leaving you out. But here's what I will tell you, and that is this, that I believe in your, in your mom and dad's eyes, those eight grandchildren, those six great-grands and four great-great-grands would probably trump the four of you. 
and, and would be put ahead of you. Because uh, I remember one time that Bob, many years ago, Lane, when you were quite young, I remember Bob one time saying of, of his grandson Lane, he said, he is smarter than any of my children ever were. And I must say, I've met all four of them, and I think I agree. <laughs> I am just kidding you, of course. I'm just kidding you, of course. I think. But seriously, what a blessing to have had a mom, a mother-in-law, a grandma, a great-grandma, a great-great-grandma, a sister, a sister-in-law, and a cousin, as she was both to Arlene as well. So many things that have already been said about Sister Justice by her children and grandchildren who knew her best. I sat with them the other night, and just give me a few of your thoughts, the three of them that were here, uh, that was Sandy and Karen and Jim, and, and uh, words like, terms like faithful, hard worker, love to laugh. I like this particular one, quiet strength, and I believe that was very true. And I added Always wanted room for her family. In fact, the condominium that she passed away in was her idea of downsizing. And of course, it wasn't much of a downsize. And it was always, but we want to have room when the grandchildren come. We want to have room. So family was very important to her. And family was the highlight of her life. That was a blessing to her. She loved watching the Philadelphia Phillies play baseball. She knew the team members, her and Arlene, and I think Gerald and, and Danny as well would get together and watch the Phillies. And I must say, they have tanks since she passed away. And so she must have been the fan that was keeping them alive. She loved, as already been said, to hang out with her sister-in-law and cousin, Arlene. They went to um, Park Place Diner, ranks in New Holland, Six days a week, they were like Chick-fil-A. They don't do Sundays. They go to church. And on Wednesdays, they said the, it was time for the boys to come. The boys are sitting right there, Danny and Gerald, and all the wonderful memories that you have from that. I think about so many people who've been touched by her, so many people who've said so many great things about her. Tom Porter, after service today, was standing by the sound booth and said to me, Galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit, love, peace, and joy. He said, that was Lois. Love, peace, and joy. And I would add my own word, and that word would be constant. Constant. I had the privilege to be her pastor for almost 43 years. I realized the other day when I looked on the records that she joined this church on February 26, 1950. I was nine months old. I was nine months old, and I came here, and now I know, I'm pretty well convinced that she heard me preach more than anybody else she ever heard. But you know what I've come to the conclusion? I don't know that I added anything to her. I don't know that she needed anything I said, because I think she had it already, and I think she had it in her heart and in her life. She was faithful. She served. She encouraged and loved and when I came here Lois and Bob and Danny and Betsy were a quartet and uh, we'd go to nursing homes and you guys would sing and I would preach and minister. Bob and Lois would I would preach revivals when I first came here. They would drive a hundred miles one way to come hear me preach a revival. They heard me all the time but they would come anyway. 
faithful to her job physically, Bowman Hat Factory for 40-some years uh, over there, and all of the things that this lady did. But one of the, the, the tasks that I feel like I have from the Lord this evening is to remind those of you who have received faith in Christ through the prayers and influence of a godly mother and grandmother, I want to encourage you to stir up the gift in your own life. Don't take lightly the mighty inheritance you've received from a godly woman. Honor her by giving your life totally to the Lord Jesus Christ. I really want to challenge all of you. See, Paul was telling Timothy how he could honor his mother and grandmother's legacy. Honor them by following their faith, following their dedication and commitment. And I want to echo that, and I'm, no, I'm not trying to be a know-it-all or dictate to anyone, but you that are in this family, you have a tremendous legacy to live up to. And I ask you and encourage you to embrace the faith that is in your family heritage. I want you to know that you have something very special. You know, when I extend this to children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and now great-great-grandchildren, I now recognize that two of their great-great-grandchildren are my great-grandchildren. You're holding one of them, Bobby, right there. And I saw my son go out with the other. So, folks, I'm in the family now. I'm in the family. I'm honored. I'm in the Justice Gaiman Porter group. In fact, when uh, Betty Jo, if you're watching anywhere, when you were here at Bob's funeral, you told me I had to start coming to family reunions because I'm in the family. That's, that's, an, that's an honor. But in all seriousness, Paul thanked God for Timothy. And he thanked God for him because he said, I call to remembrance this genuine faith that is in you. And I saw that faith before. I saw it in your grandmother. And her name was Lois. You know, I think about uh, Sister Justice. She was always an encourager. For me personally, I don't, I, I don't know if I ever remember a time. Now, I didn't always communicate with her after a service, especially here in the latter times. I often didn't see her after a church service. But I don't remember a time that I preached a message that I did encounter her, that she wasn't telling me what a great message that was. And she would say things like, you've been here all this time and you're still fresh. And, you know, and, and I truly appreciated that. And yet I realized that probably anything I said, she really didn't need. It was already in her heart and in her life. But that was the person that she was. But today, in the, if you weren't here with us this morning, and of course, obviously, a lot of you don't attend here, but we had a service where I didn't preach. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord just began to move, and we had a great altar service. It was full. And I thought she would like that even better because she loved the move of the Holy Spirit. She cut her teeth, as it were, on this Pentecostal faith, and it was great in her life. So Paul is saying to Timothy, and i got to get back to that, he was saying that you've got a responsibility now, and I want to read what he said to him in 2 Timothy 3.14. But you must continue, you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood, you've known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Leave it up just a moment. From childhood, 
You have known the scriptures. What did he say earlier? He said, it was in your grandmother. It was in your mother. So this grandmother and this mother sowed into his life. It was his mother's faith. It was his grandmother's faith. And he said, you've got to continue in those things which you have learned. And you've been assured of these things. And you know who taught you these things. You know they lived this life. You know they were not fake, false, or hypocritical. They were true. They were genuine and real. I didn't see those things either that you said. Uh, the only thing I can mention, Marcus, and I shared it before, was the only thing I even remember close to that was uh, one time Pastor Joel and I, we gave Bob a hard time because the effort of parade was coming through town and he was never going to the effort of parade. And we were happy, we happened to be, ministers were on one of the floats and Lois wanted to go and he didn't and that we, we figured he's going to not go. He said he's never going to the effort of praying. So we were riding on the float with our wives and we're coming down through and we look over at Darling Rappert's yard and here's Bob waving at us from over there. And so we saw Bob later and we asked Bob, we said, what's this? You said you weren't going to the pray. You know what he said? He said, you didn't see the rage in that woman's eyes. We didn't see it. We didn't see it. A mother and a grandmother, her faith, what a legacy. And you know what? Timothy lived it out. Let's read one more passage, Philippians 2.19. Paul again. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send who? Timothy to you shortly. That I also may be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are Christ Jesus, but you know his proven character, that as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel. Two things, Paul said, he sincerely cared for people. It wasn't a job. It wasn't a vocation. He cared, and he had a proven character. Where did he learn that? Where, did, where was that modeled? I don't know anything about his dad. I don't know anything about his granddad, but I know he had a grandmother named Lois. And the two biggest influences in Timothy's life came from his mother and his grandmother. And the third influence from the greatest apostle that ever lived, the Apostle Paul. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The Word of God was a critical element for Timothy. It was a critical element in the Justice family. Lois and Bob understood that principle and they made wise investments in their children and they passed it on to their grandchildren. And you've got to keep that alive. You heard it already said tonight. And when I was talking to the family, I, we might have, it might have been the night that uh, Lois passed and I was out there. We were talking about that. They said, when church came, you went, you didn't second guess it. You never even thought about saying, I don't think I'll go tonight. You were going. You didn't get your homework done, take it with you. You're going to church. They insisted. And they, it was so much inbred in them, they never, it wasn't like an option. Like, I think I'll stay home and watch TV tonight. Always in the house of God. Always. Every time I teasingly said, but truthfully, we could have a ladies' meeting, and Bob would be there.
Now, he didn't attend the ladies' meeting, but he'd be there. Him and Paul Whipple or somebody would do something, but everywhere they went. There's a ladies' shower. Bob is there. I'm like, they passed a great legacy on to you. Concluding the earthly life of Sister Lois Justice. I want to give you this final scripture, and we're going to close tonight. Psalm 116, 15 says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Something very precious happened Monday evening, August 9th, at about 8 o'clock. God's servant, his handmaiden, Lois, went to be with the Lord. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. As I think about Lois's life, this is a little bit futuristic, but the principle is still appropriate now. In Revelation 14, 13, John says, I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, write, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Lois is now one who is the blessed of the Lord because she's now with him in a way that surpasses anything she experienced in this life. And the verse goes on to say, yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. No more suffering, no more tears, no more restrictions, no more tired, worn out. She now lays her work at our master's feet and she has enjoyed his welcome home. And I would like to direct you to the thought of the glory that she's experiencing right now in heaven in the presence of the Lord. And I want to close today or tonight the way I feel like Lois and her Lord would want me to close by inviting you to dedicate your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Probably most of you, maybe all of you have already done that. But if not, this is your night. This is your time. You can simply bow your head right where you are and ask Jesus to come into your life and forgive your sin, cleanse you the same way she did so many, many years ago. I mentioned she was a member of the church for 71 years. She died just a few days before her 88th birthday. She, she was a teenager when she joined. I don't know when she got saved, but I, I just know that there was this long life that was lived for the Lord Jesus Christ, and now it's been worth it all because she's home with her. Lord and Savior, and the loved ones that have gone before. But I also want to say to you that have accepted Jesus, but maybe not walking in the fullness of what God's plan is for your life. You can't go back and redo the past, but you can decide today to live for Jesus and to give him your best, surrendering totally to his will for your life. Honoring her legacy tonight with words is good and it's appropriate, but the best way that her friends and family could ever honor her legacy is to follow her example and to follow the Lord that she loved and lived for. Life is short. It's over very quickly. Only one life, and soon it's passed, and we know the rest of that. I want to invite you tonight. We're going to have a prayer, and I want to pray for you and with you tonight. And I just want to thank God for this family, all of you that have gathered, friends. For some of you, it's his close family. Some of you in this church and others, she's just your sister in the Lord. But that's a great privilege to have her as a sister in the Lord. 
or a mother in the faith. We came here and she was, she taught our daughter Sunday school, you know, and up through the years, ladies' ministries, everything that possibly could be done, it seems like she did, other than preach a sermon. She sang, she gave of herself, she worked. She was our sub-handler at Bowman's Hat Factory every month when we went in with hundreds of them in the fulling department between her and Danny distributing all of those things. So many things that could be said. But the greatest thing about Lois is her love for Jesus. And she passed it on to you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I, I thank you, Lord, for, God, I thank you for almost 43 years, Lord, that you gave me the privilege, God, to know this precious lady and God to be here this evening with her loved ones and family and those by live stream, wherever they might be. I pray for the comfort of your Holy Spirit for each and every one of them. I pray, God, that you will be with them wherever they are. And I pray, God, that when we think of Lois, and we will, God, bring those pleasant thoughts and memories back that we heard about tonight and the joy of knowing her love for you and the great way that she honored you with her life. But God, more than that, help us to walk in the example that she set before us, Lord, all of us, God. Lord, I've learned from this woman myself, Lord, and I'm very thankful for that, God. I'm thankful for for the impartation, Lord, of faith that she put into her children. Those children have now put it into theirs, and they're putting it into theirs. And God, this legacy, we believe, will go on to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I pray, God, that if there's anyone not in fellowship with you tonight, that this evening, God, they will give their heart, their life to you in a very special moment, a very special way, and knowing, God, that eternal life awaits them. And we give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother Jim is going to come and close us out with one more selection. I want to take this moment as he comes I wasn't here in 1950 when she joined this church. I wasn't here. As I mentioned, I was nine months old. But I am here tonight. She joined this Leamstown Church of God in 1950. And tonight, as her final pastor, I now transfer her membership from the Church of God at Leamstown to the Church of God in Heaven. Amen. God bless you. After you hear Jim, you're dismissed. God bless you. Thank you.
God bless all of you. Travel safely to wherever you're going tonight. God bless you.